what is going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to get the ball rolling excited to be here uh with you guys this uh beautiful afternoon in sunny saint george uh utah loving every moment of that love the new intro uh again messing around trying to bring what's best for you guys kind of kind of digging that new one though no all right so this uh podcast is going to be mainly focused on the xfl week two but we thought we're throwing in some uh power rankings and uh what we think uh has happened over the 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 course of this xfl season excited uh to be able to talk to you guys about that uh we're gonna break it up uh break down the overall attendance uh some interesting numbers for you guys there and then we're going to uh send it off with our predictions over uh week two so excited to be here with you guys today so let's kick it off Alrighty, so um, as I was going through the the numbers and stuff, now I want to to put a caveat. Hopefully, during the transcourse of this podcast, we'll be able to release the TV ratings. Uh, last year, they had it a little bit earlier. Uh, again, it was around four million uh, people were watching it, so that's a pretty good number. Uh, we'll see what happens over this next. Uh, what happens with the this next week, uh, how many people were watching again, uh, the XFL, you're going to tune into it because you're like, okay, it's weird. It's funny. We got, uh, Vince McMahon, you know, is he going to be doing it again? Can he do it again? And, and certain things like that, uh, you're going to be looking for things, you know, like last time the, the uh, players allowed to kind of fight players allowed to have whatever they want on the back of their, their jerseys. That's what we were kind of tuning into. And then we were like, oh, wow, this is actual, this is actual football. This is kind of fun. There's some goofy rules with kind of a weird-looking ball with some interesting mascot choices. Well, I gotta see it, right? It's kind of—it pulls you. It is that is that Twitter, uh, you know what they say, like clickbait media, where it's like has that headline and it's a the most well-written head headline, and so you click on it and it's literally like like oh, enter this course now, like learn how to to brand yourself personally with these seven steps, and you're like oh, well, I want to learn about personal branding. I want to uh, increase my brand. Click on it. It's like oh, buy this package for one hundred twenty-five dollars. That's kind of how it was, right? You like click on it, you want to see it, but. Are, are people going to buy in to that package, right? The XFL is saying, look, we're this new football league. We want you guys to be a part of this. We are excited for you guys to to do this. Now, how is that going to, to affect the ratings week two, week three, week four, all the way through week 10? It's a long season uh, with a very brand new uh, fan base. So it was uh, a little interesting to, to think about what, you know, what's going to be happening uh, with, you know, the teams are going to get good teams, we're going to get bad teams. You know, you, we talked about the, the success of the XFL, people not getting hurt, those kind of things. All of those play into it and, and, and to get people to watch the TV. I believe they did a, I believe they did a good job. Uh, me personally, I was able to watch uh, three of the games. So, I mean, that's 75%, and I'm a pretty good uh, avid believer. Now, it was President's Day weekend, so that might have something to do with it. But I really enjoyed uh, watching it this weekend. Uh, even my wife was a little invested in her Seattle Dragons. I don't know if she actually likes the Dragons, but I was making her watch it, and she's from Washington, so I call her the Dragons. Anyway, uh, excited. A lot of fun uh, games. Now, a lot of people uh, have wrote in to me uh, on our email. If, if, if you need the, our email uh, and you want to write in, uh, we'll mention you guys on air at Get the Ball Rolling 19. I. One of the guys said, uh, you know, Tyler, I really liked it, but it was kind of boring, fairly boring, and three of the games. 
But by the end, it kind of ramped up. Well, I guess two of the games, right? The first game was a blowout. The defenders absolutely abolished the 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 Guardians. It wasn't really that much fun of a game. For defenders, you are, right? You're excited. And I believe those DC fans, I believe the DC fans are looking for something to cheer about. Okay? Your NBA team stinks. I guess you ought to have a pretty good hockey team. Your NFL team is not very good or, you know, is 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 told to, to buy in onto the rebuild and stuff like that so so they're looking for something to cheer about i don't know about soccer i don't know about you know WNBA. i don't understand the other sports i'm talking major sports oh yeah i guess the nationals you, you have the nationals right but you know as for football because football reigns supreme you're looking for somebody to kind of fill that time slot you want to see the the team you want to see your team do it so i think the dc had a great great showing and uh, it was interesting for them for everybody else it was a blowout uh not really tuning into that for seattle against uh, the vipers for most of the game it was boring i was able to watch the entire game uh it was like six nothing or six three or nine three or something at halftime i can't remember and then all of a sudden it ramped up or no, it was zero, I believe. Yeah, it it ramps up, and the 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 dragons go on an absolute tear. And uh, we, you know, what made it interesting about the dragons game really was, uh, you know, they were able to and you know, I believe it was nine nothing. They were able to go seventeen uh, points. They had a pick six. Oh yeah, no, it was uh, it was three nothing at halftime, and then it was nine nothing. They go on a tear, uh, end up winning the game seventeen to nine. It made it, I mean, even though I mean the last like quarter, I, I guess it kind of reminds me a little bit of hockey when you know you're or or even track uh, for my track fans out there uh, on the track or in hockey, you know third third intermission. It kind of applies to both with track. You know, uh, a lot of the fast guys when you're going for a record. They start out at a comfortable pace, right? So we'll say they're running like a four-minute mile. They got to run 60 for every 400. They might go like 62, maybe 63 through that first 400. They're just cruising. Now, for for those of you uh, who don't know how fast that is, it's a minute three, and that is flying. I mean, they're getting up and moving. But you see the Olympians, they're just kind of jogging. It looks effortless, right? Lap two comes around. Okay, well, you know, maybe a little bit faster. Maybe I'll make a move. Maybe I'll move up a guy. I'll go chase it, you know, and then by lap three, it's like, okay, now we're going to be picking this, this, this thing up. I mean, now, now I, it's the hardest lap of, of, of the mile of the 1600. We're going to pick it up right now. So they move, but usually, you know, again, around a 60 and then the fourth one, they come around that you hear them ring that bell. It is an all out sprint to get to that finish line, to beat that four minute mile mark, right? Really hard to do, uh, you know, Roger Bannister, thank you so much. But that's what I'm saying. Hockey, you know, the first two intermissions, if it's 0-0, zero, zero, you're going into the third. That lasts like 10-ish minutes. It's absolutely skate your heart out. Look at the All-Star game. Look at the fourth quarter, right? We saw people taking charges. We see people complaining, yelling at the refs, yelling at each other. That's what we want to see, right? Urgency. I, I I talk a lot about that on on our show. What are are you able to create urgency? Urgency is important in in sports, and I believe that that's what this XFL did. The first half of the Vipers Dragons game, even for a Dragons fan, I know how much can I be of a fan. If it started two weeks ago, I love them. How much you know? How 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 was that interesting for me? Well, as a football fan, I liked it, but it created urgency. You know, the rules uh, allow it, so the Vipers could have came back. It was seventeen to nine. In the NFL. Uh, 
you know, you're you're out of it. You're going to have to be going for two. You might have to kick a field goal. Totally different situational. In the XFL, you're never really out of it unless, of course, you're the Guardians and get schlacked. I loved the urgency. Same thing with the LA uh, Renegades game. For the majority of the game, it wasn't much of a game. I mean, it was at, at halftime, it was 3-3, three to three, right? And I think it was kind of a snooze fest. Dallas got three points in the fourth, uh, or in the third. LA, I believe, fumbled on like their three or two yard line. And then they scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. That's Dallas and 15 points for LA. Uh, and, it, you know, it was just, it just ramped up. It legit just caught on fire and I could not believe how much fun that was I don't like the Renegades I don't like the Wildcats uh, per se as a fan I like it to watch right but I'm like oh my goodness look at this last quarter of football they are going all out you know blitzes throwing the ball ball deep deep bombs those kinds of things super entertaining super exciting so I really do like uh this thought of urgency within the sport Urgency is what drives people to come and watch. That is that is the main seller is I have to watch this right now. Uh, we are so bombarded with ads, with other things to do with our time, with family obligations, with work obligations, with everything. Church obligations, if you even want to throw in that because the weekend most people go into church or whatever but and whatnot. But that's we have so many other things that we could be watching. But we need to tune into to to the XFL. I love it. Uh, you know the the Renegades, Roughneck Battlehawks was just a great game all around. Absolutely loved it. Uh, two teams that I really like. I would not be mad if uh, both of these teams ended up making it to the XFL championship because they honestly look like uh, the front runners uh, of the league right now. So we want to talk a little bit about attendance, right? And then I'll and then I'll talk about one more thing uh, that that kind of has me interested in the xfl a little bit more and i hope you guys enjoy this as well the xfl uh really important loving it uh doing uh covering it as much as we can right so the attendance they said rose around 6467 people so that's just people going buying tickets and going to the stadium now for those of you in houston you know st louis seattle la dallas and i don't want to name the rest of them but in the xfl cities uh they said that a family of four should be able to go to a game under a hundred dollars now uh, my wife and I, we like to go to concerts. We like to go to sporting events. We like to do those things. And one day we're going to have little children, right, of our own. And if I could get a family of four, right, me, my wife, and then two of my children into a game for $100, that is a steal of a deal. I mean, I was looking at uh, the Seattle Seahawks tickets. Uh, this is just reminds me what, over Christmas because I wanted to go up watch them play the uh, Cardinals. Now I understand it's Seattle. Uh, I understand that I'm, I'm dealing with a really big market, whereas, you know, if I was trying to see a Redskins game, it would be different. But uh, the cheapest ticket I found was like 120 bucks. That was just one ticket. So my wife and I, that would be $240 to sit in the nosebleeds of CenturyLink uh, Stadium and see the Seahawks play. Now, again, that's a good team versus a bad team. I'm sure the Redskins and, and the Cardinals and some of these other teams out there, they would have cheaper tickets. Miami, stuff like that. But I feel like if you could get four people under 100, I think that's another big thing. Another thing right now, uh, the NFL is over. Uh, it was All-Star Weekend. There wasn't a lot to watch. I mean, even this next weekend, because the NBA, uh, we know, I believe we don't have any games until Thursday. So what else is there to do in sports? We'll have the NBA. You know, we'll be like, oh, yeah, after the All-Star break, we're going to see our guys, you know, rested, ready to go. My Jazz playing out of their minds. Hopefully, let's go. Uh, 
and we're going to transition into, you know, oh, wow, the XFL's on again. We got to watch it. That's that's what I like about this league. I think it's set at the perfect place at the perfect time. Well, Centering Link, uh, they decided not to sell up their upper bowl putting people in the nosebleeds. So everyone's in the lower bowl of Centering Link Field. It contains about 30,000 uh, fans on the, on the you know, in that lower bowl. They had an attendance of 29,172. So 97% capacity, now that we're not talking upper bowl, 97% of the capacity that was sold uh, was there. It was loud. It caused the Vipers to panic, I, I, I bet a little bit. I think it was harder to get the plays in. I don't think the receivers were on routes as, as well as they could have. That is a big advantage. I don't know if Seattle is going to lose at home with that advantage. It's going to be hard for teams, even if all the skilled players can hear it. It's going to be hard to switch cadence up. It was loud. It was a lot of fun. Congratulations, Seattle. Uh, Houston uh, versus St. Louis. They were at 17,103. They're around 42% uh, capacity. Uh, the Defenders and the Guardians around 56.7% capacity. And the Renegades in LA, 55% capacity. Uh, LA, I don't really fault too much because there's a lot to do in LA. Uh, in Seattle, there's a lot to do, but if it's rainy out or uh, you know it's Sunday and stuff, you might you know, go grab a coffee at Starbucks or Black Rock. Uh, you know, grab a energy drink at Dutch Bros or Black Rock and head to the game. That's the kind of the the mentality there. Also, Seattle's a great football city. I cannot wait to see if they can sell out, have the first sellout crowd. Uh, you know, in the XFL. I I mean, I'm excited to see where uh, this league will go. But you know, the attendance rising by almost seven thousand people means that people are excited now. Uh, you know, it was the first home game for. Uh, the Dragons, and it was the first home game for L.A., so you might pull a little bit there. But, you know, we're still yet to see St. Louis at home. We're getting to see Tampa Bay at home. So it'll be interesting this next weekend to see uh, them coming home. Uh you know how many people are going to tune into it, especially Tampa Bay with uh, the Vipers. Obviously, right now zero and two, St. Louis one and one, but probably the second best team in the league, in my opinion. Uh, see how they do it, especially when they've already lost their NFL team to LA. Uh, they still have Rams fans there and fans that want to see some football. I think it's a great market to hopefully. Uh, pull in those guys and, and fill out that, that dome there in St. Louis. Anyway, uh, for those of you who don't know the scores, we're going to go through the scores right now. And the Defenders won 27 to nothing over the New York Guardians. The Seattle Dragons won 17 to nine over the uh, Tampa Bay Vipers. The Dallas Renegades won 25 to 18 over the LA Wildcats. And the Roughnecks uh, of Houston won 28 to 24 over the Battle Hawks of St. Louis. Now, uh, right now, as I look at the standings, uh, I, I look at it as you're trying to get to five and five. Five and five would be uh, the best possible situation right five and five will get you to the uh potentially we're not gonna go there potentially could get you to the championship right right now uh houston has only played home games uh st louis and tampa bay have only played away games and dc has played home games you got to be able to steal one on the road and you'll be the front runner right st louis stole one on the road Okay, so if they win all of their games at home, which would be five, and then they have that one road game and they lose the rest of the road games, that means they're six and four. That positions them 
really atop the East. We need to see what the Guardians, or not the Guardians, sorry, I misspoke, the Defenders do, uh, because they've only played home games. Yeah, they look amazing at home, but what's going to ha happen if you have to travel to New York or if you have to travel to Tampa Bay or St. Louis? How are you going to look there uh, with those fans in a hostile environment? Right now, LA, uh, Dallas was behind the eight ball. Right, they were going to go four and six if they won all their home games and lost all of their away games. Uh, they were going to go four and six, which would probably put them out of the playoffs uh, at this time. We're out of the you know the Western Conference Championship, if you want to call that. Uh, so it, interesting there. L.A. has now fallen behind the eight ball. They lost to Houston at Houston. That's fine. L.A. That is not a big deal. Houston should win at home. That you know you're. You know, you're not the favorites on, on the road. Very rarely are you the favorites on the road. You come home and you lose to Dallas. Now you're behind the eight ball. So just to get back into, uh, you know, contention, LA is going to have to win uh, on the road again, at least one road game. And if they want to really position themselves, especially with, uh, you know, Houston playing well, Dallas already losing to them once uh, at home, and Seattle knowing you have to go up to Seattle, uh, and then the way you know Seattle played well against uh, DC on the road is going to be hard. LA is now at a disadvantage, whereas the Vipers, you know, they're zero and two right now, but they haven't lost at home. They can still go five and five and make the playoffs. They still have an opportunity. They still have three more times where they can steal a road game, if that makes sense. I, I don't know if I'm explaining it right for you guys, but you don't want to get behind uh, that eight ball uh, per se as the you know uh, as a team right now you know Seattle is good St. Louis is good and and as we go through the course of the season we're going to see now if Tampa Bay loses this next weekend it's going to put them at a major disadvantage you do not if you're Tampa Bay you cannot lose to the Refnecks at home this this next weekend because that's your first home game now you're three games back and you lost one at home, so your best record you could go is four and six if you win all of them at home. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving these guys enough credits. We've had two uh, road wins, and that was uh, the Dallas Renegades over the LA Wildcats and the St. Louis uh, Battlehawks over the Renegades. So it's possible to win on the road, but the majority against you. So one, one a week, you're going to get one uh, away team win. Uh, that's how it was last week. That's how it is this week. We'll see what happens next week. So uh, we're going to go through our predictions this next week um decide who we think is what's going to happen to these uh teams and our predictions we'll actually break down the power rankings where we see these guys at uh coming up next on get the ball rolling so stick with us as we continue this wonderful and fun xfl podcast Bringing it back. Loving the party music. You want to know why we're doing this party music? Because the XFL is a party and so is Get the Ball Rolling. Excited to be back with you guys after that break from Anchor. All right. So we're going to be kicking it off now talking about the power rankings. Now, uh, part of this, uh, you know, for those of you who follow the FBS and FCS, I mean, I, I release an uh, FCS power ranking every single week because... 
I feel like that shows where the overall talent, where I think the teams are going, uh, hot teams coming up and down. Uh, sometimes there's not a lot of rivalry reason to it. Sometimes I'll be like, you know what? This last year I was really filling uh, the Furman Paladins, but it uh, ended up not working out. And uh, I mean, they made it to the playoffs, but they definitely weren't a top 15 team uh, it, that made it uh, to the you know into my final top 15. But I I felt that they were good uh, despite other outside circumstances. So as we break down this power ranking, uh, it's going to be difficult to explain to you guys uh, everything why, especially the middle three. Uh, I'll give you a little bit uh, of why I think it is the way it is. So here we go. We're going to be kicking it off. We're going to be pulling in our... Uh, what is it called? Oh, our power ranking party mix. There we go. So here we go. Now we're going to be bringing it up. All right, here we go. We're going to set that right there. Okay, coming in at number one for the XFL power rankings, we we have the Houston Roughnecks. Now, I like Houston. They were able to get a couple of key wins this these over the last uh, few weeks. They beat LA, which, you know, it is what it is, but you won. And then you were able to beat a really good St. Louis team that just beat Dallas, which probably is uh, the second best team in the West, right? So you got kind of a leg up on Dallas. I like Houston. I like PJ Walker right now. He's my front runner for MVP. I think he's playing out of his mind. Uh, had a little Pat Mahomes pass. So congratulations to PJ Walker and the Houston Roughnecks. Coming in at number two, we have the DC Defenders. Now, I have the DC right here just because they, you know, they played so well against New York, and that New York team is a pretty good team. Uh, we'll have to find out a little bit more about them uh, this upcoming week. As, uh, you know, the, the season rolls on, we'll be able to see, oh, you know what, maybe the, the, the Guardians weren't as good as what we thought they were, or, you know, maybe the Dragons... Uh, maybe they were towards the bottom of the West, so they have a couple wins. We'll see how DC uh, reacts this next weekend. Excited to see them on the road for the first time. Coming in at number three, even though I wish I could put them in at number two because I think this team is the second best team, but they do have at least one loss uh, here in... Um the XFL, and that is the Battle Hawks, right? Losing to Houston not doesn't really hurt you as much as, you know, obviously you have the loss to uh, the Roughnecks, which would be number one, but you have the win over the Renegades. So, uh, you know, when they play the Defenders, we'll see how that goes. They're probably number two right now, but overall, like I said, this is where it kind of gets dicey with the 2-0 uh, versus the 1-1. One one. So we'll, we'll, we'll throw the Battle Hawks in at number uh, three. Coming in at number four, we have the Dallas Renegades. Now, Dallas played not really good against uh, the Battle Hawks. People will say Landry Jones wasn't there. So, you know what? You need to give these guys uh, a little bit of a break. True. True. I want to give them a break. That's why they're number four. Uh, I debated this a, uh, really long and hard because I wanted to put my dragons up here. Uh, but Landry Jones did show poise. He showed that he can win uh, that that game. When, when, the, when it was asked of him, he can do it. So... I'm putting them in at number four. Coming in at number five, I have the Seattle Dragons, right? You guys know I like the Seattle Dragons. I'm going to be cheering for the Seattle Dragons all year. However, uh, I think that, you know, the loss against DC, it's, it's a team above you. Uh, you didn't play, you know, 100% ball out against uh, the Vipers. I think the home field advantage definitely helped it uh, a lot more than what we want to give it credit to. But you know what? Dragons and Jim Zorn. I'm excited to see what you can do. Uh, I need you to beat the Renegades. I need you to beat, you know, the Roughnecks or split the series with one of those guys so you guys can get into the, you know, the, the West Conference Championship, if you want to call it that. 
Coming in at number six, I have the Guardians. Now you're going to say, Tyler, Guardians, they beat the Vipers better than what the Dragons did. True, and that's why I said it's going to be a little dicey through the first two weeks. That's why I almost held off one more week before the, releasing the power rankings. But you know what? I like ranking people. So uh, we have the Guardians coming in at number six. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Matt McGloin, and that's part of the, the, the problem I see with the Guardians. What are they going to do uh, with their quarterback play after that kind of uh, confrontational uh, little halftime speech? speech or whatever uh so it, i i don't really know what we're going to be what's going to be talking about them if they're going to you know give up now or, or if they're going to move forward with it so let's uh put them at number six and we'll see what happens with them all right we're going to switch the music to our last two as we brought it in uh we're going to speed it up to uh the la wildcats now la you played well against Dallas. Dallas is a good team. Obviously, on this uh, power ranking, we have them in at number four. But you lost at home. You can't lose at home and lose out of the way. You guys are behind the eight ball. I think you are a talented team. You've already fired your your defensive coach. I really want to see... I don't know. I don't know what I want to see from the Wildcats, but I want to see them do something a little bit better than what they did this last weekend. Coming in at number eight, and uh, it's sad because I am a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, but the Vipers, uh, you haven't looked good. You know, get, didn't play well against New York. Uh, you let Seattle go 17 unanswered points, really, and... You know, you gave up a terrible interception. You don't really know who your quarterback is. Is Aaron Murray coming back? We don't know. I hope he does come back because I think the Vipers are better without him or with him, sorry, than without him. Quentin Flowers is good, but I don't think that uh, that's going to be a full, a long, you know, fit overall. So that is our power rankings for the XFL week two going into week three. Again, we will be messing with these throughout the entire year. Uh, we're trying to predict who's going to be able to make it to the playoffs, right? The the Western, if you want to say conference playoffs and the Eastern conference playoffs and who's going to make it to the XFL championship. Love the music. Learning how to do these kinds of things. So I hope you guys liked it too. That is our week two power rankings XFL. Alrighty, so now we're going to bring it back and we're going to be talking about uh, finally our predictions, right? Uh, the first week I said, you know, I don't know who I want to take. I can look at these these rosters. You know, Tampa Bay was one of the favorites to win and now they're 0-2. Uh, you know, uh, Dallas also has a loss at home, but that was without Landry Jones. The XFL is going to have a lot of parity, but we're going to try, we're going to try this next week to to predict them. I think by week two, by week three, we should be able to predict. Now, again, I did a week early kind of power rankings because I needed to see these teams play. I uh, have a lot of notes on every single one of these teams. And uh, if they continue to play like they have, really, this is probably how I see uh, the, the the playoffs going down. I'd have the Roughnecks playing the Renegades and the Defenders playing the Battlehawks. Uh, and then the winner of that would obviously go on to play for the XFL Championship. So let's go through uh, the Week three games. All right. So to kick us off at noon, can't wait. This last week was a little bit later. Uh, we have the Roughnecks at the Vipers. Number one, this is the first time we're going to see the Houston Roughnecks on the road. And this is the first time Tampa Bay will be at home. And uh, it will be on ABC. Now, I don't know. Uh, genuinely, I don't know what's going on with Aaron Murray. I've looked up a thousand things. Uh, some sources say that he's coming this week. Some sources say that he's coming next week. Honestly, I don't know. We will see if he if he plays. If he plays, Tampa Bay has, I believe, a higher ceiling than if he does not play. But Houston and P.J. Walker are looking really, really good. Playing 
you know, like I said, the, well, right now, the third best team and beating them at home. So we'll see what they can do on the road. I think that Houston is going to go into Tampa Bay and they're going to win. Uh, kind of, I, I really think this Houston team is, is the most complete team that I've seen uh, play right behind the Battle Hawks of St. Louis. I like this Roughnecks team. I think they're going to go into Tampa and win. Uh, I don't know what the betting lines, they haven't came out with them as of right now, but I would be taking them probably no more than six and a half points, probably a touchdown. Uh, I'd be giving the Roughnecks over the Vipers at home. Uh, coming in as the second game of the day, three o'clock on Fox with, uh, we have the Dallas Renegades at the Seattle Dragons. Now, uh, I have to be careful to not let my fandom impair my judgment here. But, so so take it for what it's worth. I'm trying to be the most impartial. The Dragons have a major advantage, right? 97% capacity. Now they won a game. That was without even winning anything. And that was without, lo that was losing. Seattle loves their football. I can tell you that. I love that city, particularly for that matter. But I love Seattle, and I really think they're going to beat the Renegades. Uh, the Renegades had ha have had to fly from L.A., well, from Dallas to L.A., to back home to Dallas, to back up to Seattle, right? That's a long travel. You usually don't play as well as you did in the first game. You struggled against the Wildcats, which, you know, arguably a lot of people have them in the bottom two. You know, we have them at seven uh, on the road. And Landry Jones, uh, they said, you know, you got to give them a little bit of time. The XFL offenses will get better. True. But I think that this, this Dragons defense is, is on another level. And I think that home field advantage, I don't see Seattle losing at home. I really don't. So I'm going to be taking the Dragons. Now, I'm only going to take them by like three, maybe four points. But I'm going to be taking the Drags over the Renegades. Okay, Sunday, uh, 1 o'clock on ESPN, we have the Guardians taking on the Battlehawks. Now, uh, the Guardians, I they are the one team, and I kind of feel bad saying this as you know, a quote-unquote expert of the XFL or uh, XFL analyst. I haven't really watched the Guardians. Uh, I watched them a little bit against Tampa. It was a blowout, kind of a boring game. This last week against the Defenders, kind of a boring blowout game again. So I'm really intrigued to watch this, number one, because I like the Battlehawks. Uh, I think the Battlehawks at home are going to win. Uh, we see how good Jordan Da'amu played on the road we'll see how well he plays at home uh getting that extra rest right uh you know cashing it in totally love the battle hawks i i want to see how they how they do here because if they win this game then they become probably my favorites out of the east uh i mean barring to see what dc does but i really think the battle it's it's the battle hawks conference to win uh, i think dc is going to be a great team no doubt We'll see how they play uh, against the Guardians, and then we're going to compare the two. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm going to be taking the Battle Hawks again. Probably, I would say more than seven. I would take, you know, if the line set around five or six, I'd take the the over. Uh, I'd take the, I wouldn't eat the points there. Uh, we'll see what happens with, you know, Matt McGloin and that entire debacle there. Oh, uh, you know, calling out his coach. I don't know what that was. Uh, they didn't, I mean, it was kind of all just a cluster in that game. Hopefully it was just an anomaly, and we see the, the Guardians get back to uh, what they did against Tampa Bay in week one. All right, and then the final game of the day is on FS1. It is the Defenders at the Wildcats, 4 o'clock. Uh, I believe that's Mountain Time, so uh, 6 o'clock Eastern Time and 3 o'clock Pacific Time. Uh, the LA, you got, you got to win a game. And you cannot go two games behind the eight ball. If you lose twice, then that means you're 0-3. 
and you're looking at playing you know Wildcats at the Guardians this next week. You have a six day break, right? Uh, because they play on Saturday, so now that meal pushes a, a, the the preparation day up or earlier, travel day up a day earlier, and stuff like that. It's going to be tough for LA. I really do. I, I see these guys struggling. I do like Nelson Spruce. I believe that's his name. He's a he's a complete baller. He's the total package. I think you got to get your quarterback play. Uh, get it consistent again. I've I'll say this again. Over and over again, the XFL offenses will only get better. It's all about timing, rhythm. These guys have only been playing with each other for a, for a short while. This league is at its conception. Uh, we're in, you know, very very small stages, right? You know, it was born two weeks ago. Uh, so, you know, do you expect a baby to be able to, you know, dunk a basketball? No, you don't. It's just a little itty-bitty baby. The offenses will get better. It will continue to grow. Uh, we'll see them. But against the defenders, I think— now, I would take, if it's set at seven points, I think it's going to be a close game like it was last week. Uh, the Renegades against the the Wildcats, I think it's going to be a really close game. We'll see how well Cardell Jones plays on the road. I'll be taking the, the defenders to win the game, but if it's anything over, I mean, I believe it's going to be a three or four point game, uh, maybe five at the most. So be watching that on the betting lines. All righty, so that has been our XFL Week two wrap-up, of course, loving every little bit of it, and kind of a week three preview. We love the XFL here at Get the Ball Rolling, so uh, I want to be give you guys a shout-out. If you guys want to write in, uh, have me talk about something on the air, we have it set up where you guys can send us an email or message us on any of our social medias. Uh, our, our email is at gettheballrolling19 at gmail.com. Uh, so make sure to write into us. Uh, if you have an insight or a thought about what has happened or what I've talked about, you know what? I'm not afraid to A, put you on the air. I'll call you in. We have the, the equipment now to call you in and, and we'll have a discussion on the air. Or number two, uh, you can just tell me, hey, you know what? You're doing uh, in a phenomenal job. It will help my ego out. I'm just kidding. Anyway, so don't be afraid. Uh, if not, make sure to look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is our main source. We're very active there. Love uh, Twitter. So uh, look us up at GetRolling19 uh, on Twitter to uh, give us a little bit of a shout out. Alrighty, so this has been our podcast here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to, again, look us up, write us, uh, tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Uh, be sure to be looking for potentially college football uh, podcast on Thursday. We'll be looking. Uh, we have a couple of coaches coming on the show. Uh, FBS and FCS can't get away from our roots there. Uh, you know, have a couple of exciting announcements for you guys. So be sure to be, uh, again, watching those social media platforms, looking to see when they come out. Hopefully uh, Thursday we have a couple things set up. Alrighty, thank you guys for all your time, all your love. We appreciate everything that you do for us, and uh, we'll send you off with that crazy dance song until Thursday. Let's do it!